there and can make it back. Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of your favorite travel podcast, Travel and Shit, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have a very comfy uh, today conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. If you are watching on the YouTubes, you could see that I am draped in the finest of housewares. I absolutely love this sweater. It was one of my grandpa's sweaters. And I um, do not believe in turning, actually, that's partially a lie. I was going to say I don't believe in turning the heat up um, higher than necessary now that I'm paying for it. But um, I I really think my shit's at like 74, 75 because boyfriend also likes to have the windows fucking open. Neither here nor there. Welcome the fuck back, y'all. We're here. I'm going to start with a little um, announcement to toot. First... Thank you, Tawanda, for putting me on. It was quite a fuck of a day. Today was not a good day at all. It was uh, quite difficult, to say the least. And um, trying to figure out how to phrase it next. Um, So I was included in a list by Amara Amaya. Uh, Amira, I hope I'm pronouncing your name appropriate. Well, correctly, not appropriately. Um, thank you, girl. I appreciate you for including me. Um, and the news came at the perfect time because I really needed a, a lift in spirits, if you will. So I'm very happy to be included in the top 10 uh, travel podcasts to listen to in 2022 on uh, Travel Noir. So that is... It, it felt good. It felt fucking good. So um, thank you for that. And thank you to all you guys for listening because you don't get included on lists when no one knows you're here. So I thank you guys for sharing travel and shit with your friends and for pulling up on whatever platform you listen every week. Um, also, I'm on, what is that? Uh, Facebook. So you can see my comfy little house sweater and shit. Um, so thank you. Amara and um thanks Wanda for putting me on for posting that in your stories. I appreciate you. And um I'm very happy to be amongst Wanda and other really great company in the list of travel podcasts for you to be checking out. So make sure that you head over there and uh show everybody some love. I will include that link in the description notes along with the links to two of the giveaways that I am doing. I wanted to really show you guys some love. I truly, truly do appreciate you guys being here and listening to the podcast. So I, and then also I enjoy supporting black owned businesses and small businesses and people that I actually just believe in. So I've done the Akia Nicole giveaway. I've done the Alma Ocean giveaway. And I now have a giveaway both for $50 gift cards to Channel Chana. It is my favorite vintage vintage shop to actually shop online. Like I purchase with my own money. I buy stuff from uh, Channel Chana. Love their shit. And also doing a giveaway for a gift card to uh, the Remy Rain collection. Last week's guest, uh, Celicia Shears. And her and her adorable adorable six-year-old and 
she made the cutest little appearance at the end of our episode. Um, they've got a boutique online that has a really nice selection of, I don't want to just say kids apparel cause it's like sweatshirts and t-shirts, but they also have like backpacks and water bottles and a lot of useful things to travel with children with, but also it shows a beautiful little black girl on the stuff on the merchandise. So it is nice to see yourself represented in the items that you use. Your kids going to need a backpack and your kids going to need a ton of things throughout the year while they're going to school, whether or not you travel with them or not. And I felt that a giveaway, um, a gift card to shop with Remy Rain Collection could really give you the opportunity to put the uh, battery in the back of one of the little babies in your life that you love so much and want to inspire to grow through travel the same way you do. So I've got those two giveaways. And um, of course, those links will be in the episode um, show notes. And I also have um, a request. I would just like you guys to take the listener survey for me. I really want to give you guys more of what you want and less of what you don't want. If there is anything in particular that you want to bring to my attention, any suggestions, any guests, or anybody that you have in mind that you would like to see on the podcast, throw it my way. I have all those questions laid out for you and there's a blank space for you to put, um, you know, closing remarks, if you will. And that will also be linked in the description box, but that is actually a bit.ly link. So that's bit.ly slash TNS listener survey. Made it easy for you. So um, those are the announcements. And I'm going to jump into this week's episode, which is kind of um, an homage to... Not really an homage to the end of the year, but it's one of those things where you sometimes, depending on your personality, who he is, spend some time at the end of the end of the year, excuse me, focusing on a lot of the things that you didn't do, right? So while it's um the I don't want to say the era, but like the space and the time when people are looking towards next year's resolutions, things that they want to do. A lot of people also at this time are considering all the shit that they didn't get to or the things that they um, are regretting throughout the year. It's a time for reflection, if you will. And a lot of us have that list of shit that we didn't get done. And so with that in mind, I kind of wanted to remind you that a lot of times the things you don't do end up being just as much of a blessing as the things that you do do. So sometimes you got to dig a little deeper to find the blessing or to find the lesson, but, um, that's what I'm here for. Nuanced conversation. So to start, I have it kind of broken up into, uh, two different segments. I have the one, uh, that I'll start with that will be the things that I absolutely easily flaring, flashing lights in front of me can say, yeah, there was a lesson here. I can see why, you know, this actually worked out for my better, not my better good, 
but for my greater good. And damn, that was like a duh kind of moment, my better good for my greater good. And then some, then there are a few things that, you know, I can't really say that I necessarily know what the lesson is, but I am never beyond or above growth. It doesn't have to make sense in the moment, right? It doesn't always come to you immediately. A lot of times they say the mistakes that you relive, or uh, I generally hear it in relation to relationships where the lessons that you don't learn, you're basically forced to repeat. So sometimes this it, there's a consistent kind of, okay, you're not getting it, so let's try to season it a different way, right? Sometimes you just gotta have things stew a little longer for them to uh, kick, for the flavor to really hit. I got there. I got there. It took a minute, but I got there. So to start, let's jump with Bermuda. Bermuda was actually my first, Those the OGs, y'all know. The, the Bermuda trip was a surprise trip. I wasn't supposed to be in Bermuda. I was supposed to be in um, Martinique. I think it was Martinique. Yeah, I was supposed to be in Martinique. Thankfully, to start off, the thing that I didn't do that ended up being a blessing was not booking anything in advance. I had all of these plans, but I am so happy that I did not pull the trigger on booking any of the excursions and activities that I wanted to do in Martinique. So that trip ended up falling apart, didn't go, ended up being able to cancel and mostly get all of my money back because at the time I was still booking the whole trip through like Expedia. It was my first trip, I know no better. It's not wrong with booking completely through Expedia. It's just not my taste, not my jam anymore. Um, but I was able to get everything back. That is a benefit to booking with um, a third party such as Expedia because they will often uh, be that middleman to do all the runaround and legwork to you know, tie off any loose ends should something arise. And in this case, the trip not happening wasn't my fault. The Something hit the plane on the ground. It wasn't anything like dramatic or anything in Martinique. So it wasn't able to do whatever they couldn't pick us up the my departing flight from new york was not going to happen they had a contingency plan that did not sit well with me apparently they were going to put us on buses the next day to boston to fly out i was going to lose an entire day of accommodations maybe a lot of the next day and that just wasn't of interest to me so canceled that shout out to expedia got all my shit back except for one day at the hotel because it was they were unable to get in touch with them whatever. I knew it was difficult to get in, in touch with them because I had tried prior and had a really, really hard go. Um, but that didn't work out. And I ended up in Bermuda off season. So I went in January, 2017. And it's also the only trip that I know exactly when it happened because it was the first. Other than that, somebody could say, Oh, well, where, when were you in Thailand? I was actually having this conversation with a coworker, um, yesterday or the day before yesterday. And turns out we had been to a bunch of the same, you know, destinations. Like we'd been to uh, China, Thailand, um, what was the other place? We had gone to Bali within a similar handful of years. But I'm just like, I just know between 2017 and 2020. So I got for you, fam. So 
the trip from jump was not what it was supposed to be. And what I chose not to do was feel sorry for myself. I was there. I was on vacation. I was out the country. I had my little passport stamp. And I really think that that fuck it. I'm going to have a good time attitude is really what saved the day. Since it was January, it was still comfortable. And by comfortable, I mean like New York comfortable. It was like the 60s, low 60s to low 70s. The hottest it got the whole time I was there was like 71 degrees. And it barely felt like 71, but I, I got in the fucking water because all I packed was bikinis and tank tops and shorts and maxi dresses. I had one pair of leggings and um, like a chambray button up from Gap that I bring just about everywhere um, that I travel. And so I was quite ill-prepared for the weather when I got there, um, but I made the best of it and I had a great fucking time. I ended up just Googling all of the experiences and I looked up all the experiences on say like Expedia and Viator. I don't think that I was really into Airbnb at the time. And I don't even know if they had experiences at that time either. I'm not certain. Don't quote me or uh, hold me to that piece of information. But I looked into a bunch of the excursions and experiences that I wanted to do and realized when they were all like, not happening because this was their low season that the ones that obviously not the ones that were on the water. Cause that wasn't an option. It's too cold for them on the Island, I guess. Um, but the ones that were on ground, the ones that I could take a bus to walk to take a taxi to, I could figure it out. Like I'm from New York. I figure out my way to get everywhere and I have a shit sense of direction. So I'm used to figuring out where things are just because I never really know where they are. Anyway, that being said, I had a really kick-ass time just wandering, wandering around, getting on the bus, getting off in the city. I don't want to say I hitchhiked, but I did accept a ride from a stranger. Wasn't, um, I won't say it was my finest moment. However, it definitely wasn't as salacious or, um, janky as it sounds. I had just spoken to the gentleman. He worked at the, um, museum slash aquarium slash zoo all in one gorgeous, great fucking time. Uh, he was one of the ticket agent, either a ticket agent or worked at the gift shop. I just remember he was behind the register with the other young lady that was directing me where I could go to see an Island where they used to publicly hang slaves. And I was waiting for the bus and the gentleman, I guess, finished his work shift and was like, older gentleman, he was probably, I don't know, maybe thirties, forties. Don't remember. Black don't crack. Right. So older gentleman. And he was like, I'm actually, he was walking towards his car in the parking lot, which was near the bus stop. And he asked if I wanted to ride. He's like, well, I'm on my way into town. I'm going into, you know, the main city area. Would you like a ride? And I'm okay. And so he drove me in and on the way in, he was able to pass by the island that I'd, you know, spoken to them about finding my way to on the bus. And mind you, the young lady told me that I should take the bus because they don't have a lot of sidewalks. And she was saying that the area that I was in was a little precarious. And it was just like, "Mm, girl, you better off on the bus, sit on X side and look out this way and you'll be able to see it unobstructed. And so he was able to drive past that so I could see it. And then as we were driving through, he's pointing out other places of importance and 
landmarks and all that kind of stuff. So it ended up working out in my favor. But I think overall, the non-defeatist attitude, the just figure it the fuck out is really what got me through it. Through it, And I can never mention my Bermuda trip. At least I try not to mention the Bermuda trip without mentioning Miss Joyce. She was, I want to say, not concierge, but like hotel, maybe event staff, or she was the person that was in charge of activities and information, guest services, if you will. And I went down to her desk and I was telling her, so anything black history, I'm interested. And when I say she went above and beyond, she went above and beyond. Um, she was actually an American that moved there. She married a Bermudian and she was from Virginia or something like that. And she was the sweetest and the most helpful. She ended up putting together a little packet, handwritten long, like uh, note slash letter because it was that long with uh, words of encouragement and ideas of places to go. And it's gotta be somewhere in this apartment. I know I wouldn't have thrown that out, but um, yeah. So first step, know you're gonna kick ass. You're gonna kick your vacation, your trip, your experiences ass, and you are capable. You can do hard things. It's actually one of my favorite quotes. I don't know who the originator of the quote is, but I got the quote from, I want to say it's Maya Eloise. She is uh, Maddie James's sister. They're both very um, popular, successful influencers. And I really just love their, I'm just kind of regular, but I'm also very popping. Like I do the work, I do the damn thing. I'm proud of me and I'm here to, share and help you be popping too, I guess. But my Eloise is where I got that quote from. I can do hard things. And when I tell y'all that has gotten me through so much over the past year or so. So if you ever hear this girl, thank you. If you hear this and know her or can get this to her, let her know I said, thanks. Uh, so thank you for that encouragement, but you can do hard things. Everything doesn't have to go your way for it to work out the best way. And Bermuda, thankfully, as the first trip was the beginning of that realization for me. Uh, Second time that I actually chose not to do something and it ended up really being the best choice for me was in Costa Rica. So I had booked a beautiful beach excursion. I think it was like snorkeling or something. I was really looking forward to it. I'd spent a good amount of money, maybe a hundred to $150 on it. And I think it was the night before. And for some reason I was just, I had seen another option available. This time the option was going to be, um, zip lining and horseback riding and nature walk. I had so many options and food was included. And this was going to be at Tuvrubari. And when I tell you, I had the most magical experience. I can't imagine my Costa Rica trip without this entire day. It was absolute perfection. And what was the deciding factor for me was that I'd been to beaches. I knew I'd go to dozens of other locations that had beaches, but I'd never been to a rainforest. Like I'd never been to 
I don't know if it's considered a rainforest, a jungle, um, a forest, the woods. Nigga, I ain't been to no big ass space with trees. Um, I think outside of national parks, you know what I mean? Like um, Valley Stream State National Park in New York, Hedger State Park in New York. Uh, don't think I hadn't done any of the, uh, Canada trip. I hadn't done Alberta, which we did quite a few national parks up there. And, oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Canada has some of the best scenery, like the most beautiful views I can think of. If I can, let's just say there's a list of 10, Canada has got at least six. I, it just breathtaking Canada. Uh, but I ended up choosing to go to the rainforest because I hadn't been before I'd been to a beach. I knew I'd go to another beach, but I didn't know when my next opportunity to, um, be in the middle of the jungle was going to come. So I lost out on the money I'd spent on the beach excursion. And I ended up booking the excursion to Turubari. I'd never gone zip lining before, so that was a big deal. Um, I'd been skydiving, believe it or not, before I did zip lining. Um, and so I was just like, well, I enjoyed that. Let's fuck it. Let's do it. So I did zip lining. I ended up doing the nature trail, tried termites, which actually surprisingly tastes like carrots. Um, two out of 10, don't recommend. But if you have the opportunity and somebody tells you, no, this is definitely a termite here. You can try this. I've done it. The The guy did it. There's a video someplace. Um, don't, I, I don't regret it. I just don't recommend it. Um, but it was a really fun experience. I did so many things I'd never done before that day. Also funny as it's kept, I don't consider that the the day of many firsts I consider my trip in Cuba I had a day in oh I don't even know where the fuck we were um in terms of like what city or town it was I'll try to look that up because now curiosity has me wondering but um I generally credit that day in Cuba with my day of first like just being a very significant significant day in my life where I did so many things I'd never done before. But in hindsight, excuse me, I'd actually done a lot of stuff that I hadn't done before in Costa Rica. But that trip, Costa Rica is definitely one of those uh, quietly good times where once I start dissecting the things that I, like when I think back of all the best trips I've had, Costa Rica does not come top of mind. But when I think of some of the best experiences I've had, it absolutely does. Uh, so it's it's weird that disconnect the way the um, they don't seem to align in terms of proximity to, you know, top of mind. But it is what it is. So I lost money. I chose not to do what I'd initially booked. However, it ended up being for the absolute best. Sometimes you got to lose to win. And in this case, that was the case. It worked out phenomenally and I have no regrets in that in that aspect. Uh, what did I have next? I've got, actually, 
Oh, yeah. Okay, so that. Well, I'll get to that. I'll make that the go-between. So next that I have on here is London. So this was hmm, interesting, if you will. So I, in all of my, let's give it a shotness, decided that I wanted to be like my good friend, Terry O. If you haven't, go back to, I want to say episode four or six, maybe, um, my homie Terry, here's a, um, what, I don't know what to call it. Sorry, I'm touching the mic. Um, I guess a fact about me. I guess this is a fact about we. Terry was my prom date, my high school prom date. I've known Terry since I was in high school. I don't know if we knew each, did we, we may have known each other before high school, but I've definitely known Terry since high school. Um, but I had him as a guest because he was talking about a trip that he did to Cali where he didn't book anything. He kind of just pulled up and figured it out while he was out there and he had a, an incredible fucking time. And so I said, I want to try that. My goofy ass decided to do that at the end of a mini Euro tour. Uh, I didn't book shit for London, just kind of pulled up no hostel waiting. Um, I mean, I had a return flight. Let's not get too crazy, but I didn't have any accommodations. I didn't have any place to stay. And I had the entire day to get through with my flight. I don't even know what time it was the next day, but I had all fucking day to be in London. And I had probably what was my first anxiety attack. Um, I just sat there and cried. I just sat there and cried because by then I was not only exhausted, I was also broke. I'd overdrafted in the bank. All I had was an Amex because I didn't, I don't really have, well, at the time I didn't really have too many credit cards. I just had like store cards, revolving cards, um, like a Macy's card and a Saks card, maybe a Gap card. I don't even know. But the point is I didn't have like a visa to use. I had my Amex card and my debit card and Whew. I don't know why, but it just wasn't, you know how when you're tired and you're just overwhelmed, some things just don't click as quickly as they should. And one of the things about Amex is while there are some great perks, a lot of places just don't accept Amex. And at the time I was booking my hostels. I haven't stayed in a hostel. I've only stayed in hostels. I want to say in Europe. And at the time I was booking through Hostel World and a lot of the accommodations did not accept Amex. So I think I had like some cash on me, but I wanted to book the hostel in advance before like before I got there because I was I was worried about something. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, I was just fucking stressed. And it was the beginning of what I thought was going to be the worst trip of my life. And it just like I just really was in a what's the word? I guess not a slump, not a hump. I was in a, it, it was a real fucked up spot to be in. I wasn't, um, wasn't happy. So I ended up by the grace of God and a great pep talk from my dad. I ended up just figuring it out. I ended up booking where my little brother stayed a few years prior. He had gone to, uh, Rome and, 
London, and I think he did someplace else, probably some other places in Italy. I don't fucking know, but he was in Europe for maybe like two months, I guess. And I remembered I'd taken a note or saved it or something. My brother said he stayed at Hostel B. I don't remember what the fuck it was called. But my concern was staying in a co-ed dorm. I I ain't trust none of these niggas. I don't know none of these Euro kids or wherever the fuck they were traveling from. And the last thing I wanted to be was stuck in a hostel, uh, like a 16-bed hostel with uh, males and females. I don't trust strangers as is. So it's bad enough you're going to stay in a hostel, right? But then it's another thing to now be co-ed. And it's, dudes are just a different kind of gross different kind of gross and I also feel like there isn't as there's a different level of negotiating that you can do um as a woman with a man uh that doesn't I don't know about you but flirting is how I get men to do what I want them to do period so uh because generally appealing to greater sense doesn't always work so I just turned on the sweet voice, play dumb, and ask for what I want in a really indirect or direct, depending on how I read you, way. It works for me. Um, so I didn't want to have to deal with all of that. And so I was really stressing over the idea of being in a co-ed dorm. I ended up doing a co-ed dorm, but it was a smaller one. I think it only had four beds. And so I figured, well, I got three chances of being stuck with a complete total asshole or a really gross or possibly dangerous man or woman. But at this point, I'd spent a couple of hours crying in the airport. So it was pulling the trigger. Went. And I also almost didn't leave the hostel. I laid down for a little bit and thankfully I had some friends talk some sense into me and um, I'm trying to think of what her name was. I see her face. Sharmila was really like, bro, you didn't go this far to not see London. Like go outside. It was night. And I really was like, word, I did really just stress. I spent the last handful of hours wasting daylight, wasting time. And I finally figured it out. At this point, like I have some place to sleep. Like I paid for the room. You're good. Eat and see the town. So thankfully, I didn't let what started out as a bad time become a bad day. I didn't really get stuck in the rut. I chose to make the best of the situation. I chose to get out of my own head. And thankfully I had some nudges some pats on the back. So pro tip, assemble a squad, (laughs) assemble, you know, friends or family, people that you know if something goes wrong or if you just need somebody to spin an idea past or if you just need to check in with somebody, someone to share your location with or someone to say, wait a minute, 
Have you stayed here before? Have you been here? What are your suggestions? They don't have to, you don't have to contact them, but it pays to have them on, you know, either in a note on your phone, whether you, you know, text them and have a thread, uh, what do you call it? In WhatsApp, do whatever works for you. Just write down the list of people that you know you can reach out to if you need motivation to do one thing or another. If you would prefer someone talk you out of spending money while you're someplace, have that name or that number, or even depending on who you are and what kind of assistance or direction you know that you may want, preface it. Let them know, hey girl, I'm gonna be in Andorra. Bitch, it's tax-free, duty-free. If I text you, Remind me that I am, I just bought a new car or remind me that I'm saving for, you know, so that I can move because I hate my roommates, whatever the fuck it is. Think on your personality and try to put things in place that will help decision-making in the future a little bit easier. And about that knowing your personality part, I learned the hard way that I'm not a show up and, you know, fly by the seat of my pants kind of girl when it comes to lodging and accommodations. That's something I'm not really willing to uh, gamble with in the future. A bitch wants to know where I'm going to sleep. So I, um, I now know that while I enjoy loose plans, while I enjoy a little bit of spontaneity, it doesn't extend to accommodations. I now know this to be true of myself. So I would say, consider your own personality, consider who you know yourself to be while you're at home, and don't necessarily throw all of that to the wind. Keep that in mind with how you decide to make your accommodations and how you decide to you know, make and change your plans while you're abroad. If you know that you tend to be, you know, super spontaneous or if you tend to be kind of loose with money or uh, whatever it may be, maybe stash some cash in your suitcase. This way it's not on your person when you're out and about and spending money. So now it's like, okay, yeah, I want this. I want this. I want it because you have the cash on you. If you know you're just going to buy it, leave something behind so that you don't spend all your money and now that ass can't eat or you're relegated to pizza in Rome because you had a good time spending money on things that weren't food. Um, know thyself. What's next? Okay, so I'm going to move Qatar up. And so Qatar's a little bit on both ends of the list that I was telling you about. So this second half that I'm going to go into are the things that I chose not to do that I don't know if I got the lesson from, but these stand out as some of the things that I can say I regret. Um, I don't have many regrets in life. I have things that I would do differently probably, but I don't necessarily know that I can stamp them as a regret. I truly believe everything happens for a reason. So I'd like to think that me not doing these things kept me from... I don't want to say harm because I don't like speaking that onto, um, you know, my travels, but 
it made for the situations that I needed to grow from, or it made for the environment and space of, you know, better decision making, if you will. So let's start off with a really poor decision. Um, so went to Doha in Qatar and great time, fabulous time, except for one, I didn't really do too much. I was there for about 72 hours, give or take. Yeah, give or take. I wasn't there longer than three days. Um, And while I was there, I ended up doing a free city tour. Thankfully, I made the last one of the day, uh, but it was at night. So I didn't really get to appreciate the city that we were driving through. Um, to really say, "Mm, I'm definitely going to visit that or, oh, I can't miss that. It's gorgeous on the outside. I want to see the inside. I was actually staying really near, really close by. uh, I think it was a museum. I had a beautiful view of it from my hotel room and passing. I said, I do want to visit that because it sounded interesting when the tour guide was mentioning it. I just never left the room and never went back. So I ended up spending maybe one full night in the room. And in hindsight, Part of what I regret is not going out and exploring uh, during the day, Uh, but it is what it is because what turned into, so, okay, let's start this way. I ended up not booking anything in advance on this trip either. This trip is where I learned that your best bet if you're not certain about what you want to do is at least figure out what your window of opportunity is. So if you know you are going to be at a destination on Monday and you do not have an entire week to play with, say you're only going to be there Monday to Wednesday, or if your trip is, you know, Thursday to Sunday, however it falls in the week. In advance, look at the things that you may be interested in paragliding, jet skiing, sailboating, making chocolate mousse, uh, plant classes, whatever the fuck it is. Go to whatever app you plan to book it through and look and see what their window of opportunity is. If you see that this um, event or opportunity is only listed on Tuesdays and you're flying in on a Monday, consider that you may want to book in advance and just cancel because if you don't have, if they don't let you book short notice, you're asked out. Or if it's one of those things that tends to sell out quickly, you're asked out. So where I fucked up was I needed to book at least two days in advance of the actual date that it was going to happen. So if I wanted to do something on Wednesday, I had to book it on Monday. So while I had arrived on Monday and wanted to do the event on Wednesday, I didn't look into doing it until Tuesday night. And so at that point, it was too late to book for Wednesday, but I was leaving Thursday morning. So there was no other room for opportunity because there was that two day window that I had to book something. So that's what I mean by if you're not certain you want to do it, at least know what your window of opportunity is so that you can decide before you miss the opportunity completely whether or not it's worth risking the money that you would spend. 
So I would have spent $75 for um, a desert tour. It was one of those, um, I call it like the roller coaster ride because you're really, it really just feels like a roller coaster just, you know, driving through the dunes uh, in the desert. Incredible time. I would have spent $75 in if I booked through Expedia with the whole, I think, two days in advance uh, because it was going to be a group trip. There were going to be, you know, the opportunity for other solo and group travelers. And you you know how you just end up being a solo traveler on a group of like eight or in, in a group of four or 12, whatever the um, experience number is. Um, I was supposed to book through there, missed the opportunity. So I ended up calling the hotel desk to see if they could make that happen. And of course they could at a charge. I think I ended up spending $250 $300. I spent way more than the $75 that I actually intended to spend. Um, pro tip, don't look at the total cost difference, like $75 versus like $275. Consider that, let's just use those numbers because number is not my ministry, right? So let's consider $75 and $275. $275 is a shit ton more than $75, right? But consider it, Am I willing to spend $200 because it's really only $200 more than the 75 you were going to spend anyway. So for me, the price difference is where the magic happens. Is this worth the price difference to me? And that's how I kind of, I don't want to say break even because you ain't breaking even, but mentally that's how I break even. That's how I can uh, rationalize spending more than I want on something that I really do want. So, I mean, in hindsight, I wish, or I would have chosen probably, mm, don't know that I would be telling the truth there if I said I'd do anything different. Because I wanna say that I was tired as fuck. I think that was the first time that I'd really experienced uh, a little taste of jet lag. And also, I was a little intimidated from the night before. So I'd gone uh, on that free, airport tour. Well, I say airport tour as if you're touring the airport. You're not. Sidebar, there are like five star or six star, what do you call them? Airports. I think there's only a handful of them on the globe. And when I tell you like five star, like hotels in the airport, like five star hotels in the airport, Hermes Chanel it's like walking down Fifth Avenue but like in an airport there's a lot more to it than that because you could probably find a Chanel store in Atlanta or Miami I don't know because I don't really when I'm you know I don't really care to see what's going on in Atlanta or Miami airports uh but this one was kind of a little snazzy y'all it was snazzy but uh that's the thing. Look into like five star, six star. I don't even, I think it was six star out. One day I'll look it up and have that information for you. But the airport itself is wild. And the airport, as long as you have six, six or so hours in your layover will allow for a free local tour, like a city a bus tour. You stay on the bus. Um, certain parts, you just do a little walking around, get off, stretch your legs kind of thing, and then get back on the bus. But there's a specific visa for that, depending on, you know, where you are. Not all countries just allow you to leave the airport and, you know, shake your ass outside someplace. 
I had a visa that allowed me to do more than just do that tour. Um, I ended up deciding on walking from the end of that excursion, which was, that turned out to be a clusterfuck. I ended up almost losing my suitcase and I almost didn't find my tour group. Um, I won't really say at any fault to my own. I was literally like one minute or two minutes. Like if we had to meet at like 7.30, I think I pulled up at like 7.31, But my tour guide had known that I had that visa that allowed me to leave the tour and stay in the city because they knew that I wasn't going back to the airport with them, but I'd left my bag on that bus. So I guess they did their head count, realized that everybody that's supposed to be there was there because they knew I was staying, but I had my bag on the bus. So I wanted to meet with them, get my shit and then go. Anyway, really incredibly kind shopkeeper helped me find the group and get my bag back. God bless him. Well, Allah's blessing on him. Um, and well, all the same, right? Higher power. Um, so he ended up helping. And then once I got that squared up, I decided to walk from the open market to the hotel. It was maybe a mile, maybe mile and a half. Couldn't be more than 30 minute walk. Probably less than that. It was probably only a mile. Cause I think, yeah, had to be less than a mile because I think ultimately it shouldn't have taken me longer than 15 minutes to get there. The young lady said, straight up that shot. Just walk up straight. She failed to tell me that there's no fucking sidewalk for the whole route. And the cobblestone, it turned from sidewalks into like cobblestones. And now I'm on the side of like a three lane, uh, each way, like highway. So that got not safe pretty quick. And so I had to take a quick detour down like a side street. Side streets weren't exactly, um, I won't say that they weren't exactly safe because I don't know. Um, But it was nighttime. Thankfully, it was during Ramadan. So there were tons of people outside. But there were also tons of people that could give a shit about helping me outside. I tried to ask for directions, tried to ask for help. And I got ignored um, by the few people that even decided to look at me. Um, there was one guy that, now mind you, I'm walking through alleys. Like, I don't know where y'all from, but where I'm from, you don't walk down alleys, especially not by yourself. My goofy ass decided to walk down and I was very alert. I wasn't, you know, drinking or doing, it wasn't like on some poor decision because I wasn't really thinking straight. It was a, I really just want to get where I have to go. And I know I'm only 10 minutes away and it's a straight shot, but my, the little dot on the map wasn't, that wasn't really helping. And the one gentleman in one of the alleys was like, taxi, take a taxi. And that was all that he knew how to say. Uh, but I was hell bent on walking. And at a certain point, I found I was walking through like a parking 
lot or a parking area and it felt like there was a car that was starting to kind of creep up behind me and I really started feeling uncomfortable. So in hindsight, that is one of those things where um, I chose not to do something and it didn't actually end up probably being the brightest idea. Um, So while I was able to benefit quite a bit overall on the Qatar trip from not doing some things um, like booking in advance. Uh, In this instance, it wasn't the case. I definitely probably didn't make the best choice in that one. God, thank God it didn't turn into anything crazy. And it really could have just be, it could have been me in my head because I'm very much so a crime thriller girl. Give me a movie or a show that's got a detective um, or an investigator, a serial killer. That's my alley. Absolutely my fucking, that's my deck of cards. Fucking love it. So um, it could have been the crime junkie in me, but I don't know. It it just felt like I missed, like it felt like I like, whew, that was close. And I don't like that. So there's that. Next one. Ooh, this one is a real sore spot, Thailand. So Thailand came right after Qatar. Qatar was actually my layover. And then I was in Thailand for maybe four days or so. Maybe four days, three nights or three three nights, four days. I don't fucking know because I slept through like a day and a half of it. Um, that's where I remember my jet lag really, really hitting. I was, I was wiped. I was wiped and it was rainy. It just really wasn't. Um, and I arrived at night, so it was easy to just go right to sleep. And then when I woke up, it was real like cloudy and it just it wasn't eliciting a, hey, wake up, come on, let's go eat and see and experience things. No, nah, I slept the fucking day away. Turns out the next day I get up, I try to book Fifi and the lady says, oh, yesterday would have been perfect. It rained here, but the weather was beautiful there. And it was actually, I won't say impossible, but I could not find my way to Fifi. Um, and I was so butthurt absolutely regretted not, uh, pushing through jet lag for that one. And, um, the beach that I experienced in Thailand was absolutely disgusting. It was repulsive. I couldn't, I was up to maybe knee or thigh, um, height water. Cause wasn't letting it go too much higher than that. Um, and I couldn't see my feet could barely see, uh, my fucking kneecaps because the water was that gross. It was worse than the New York beaches, promise you that. And shit kept hitting me in the water, like uh, styrofoam, seat belts. There was trash on the belt. Like it just, there was nothing attractive about it other than it being an actual beach. Um, But yeah, I hated my beach experience in Thailand, which is sad because Thailand is known to have some of the world's most beautiful beaches. And that was not my experience. So in that case... Um, the things that I chose not to do in that one, the whole not getting up and taking advantage of my time in a location, 
that I regret. Um, next I have, oof, this one also hits kind of hard. <laughs> so went to Israel, um, want to say the end of 2018, I think. And I, or was it 2019, the end of 2019 to 2020? It may have been the end of 2019. Y'all, I don't know. I think it was 2019. Anyway, it was the year, uh, I want to say she was Miss Universe. Zozo Tunsi, is that her name? I don't recall that. Retention is not my ministry, guys. Memory is not my strong suit. But I remember because I was in the train station and I have... If you haven't seen what I look like, <laughs> not only do I have this adorable, gorgeous face, but, um, I don't have any hair. I got, uh, I don't even know if this is a fade. I just know that my boyfriend just cuts it all off. No hair. And she was just like, Oh, Miss universe, beauty queen. You're so beautiful. Oh, what? And I was just like, what? And I remember that, that night before or two nights before I want to say was Miss Universe was a black woman that had a really low fade so uh huh thanks for putting us on the map sis we always been popping but for international kind of recognition just on some oh black woman pretty short hair the two can be like uh can occur at the same time like you don't need hair to be beautiful um so that was nice. I do remember that experience. But again, that jet lag, man, jet lag is one hell of a drug. So I'm laying in the bed in Tel Aviv and I was so sad to realize that I would be missing because I was leaving the day before or the day of a beautifully, at least worded, it would have been the perfect tour. It's culture and food. I love a good walking tour based on culture that also touches on local cuisines and local foods. And that's exactly what it was. But it was all of the immigrant populations, all of the immigrant communities in the Tel Aviv area. And I was, the way they wrote it up in terms of like, we go by people's homes or we stop by mom and pop, restaurants and we really talked to the people about how they got here, what their experience has been. Like, it just was, it seems like such an incredible experience. And I was not going to be there on the only day of the week that they did the tour. So I was really disappointed about that. And then I decided, but that was out of my control, right? So I don't beat myself up for that part. But what I do kind of look back on and say, Ooh, girl, you should have fought through was not going to Jordan. So I could have booked the day tour to uh, Petra and done the Dead Sea. Now, mind you, this was the end of the year. This was probably, yeah, this was December. Don't know how warm or not it would have been, but I don't remember if I looked up the temperature or not because jet lag brain and I'm certain I wasn't being very smart at the time well clearly I wasn't because I didn't book the shit but I regret not going to uh the Dead Sea and I forgot what the other part of the tour was but it was a two-part tour where you um visit Jordan and 
I would have loved to have, you know, had that experience, but I decided on the over the comfort of bed. So I would say pro tip, don't make your decisions from bed per se, unless you really have to. If you are deciding whether or not you want to get up and go, make the decision from the bowl, like get up, go pee, go poop, whatever it is you got to do and decide from there. Like once you've gotten off your back, off your side or your stomach, however you decide to sleep. But once you get out the bed and like move your feet a little, then decide what you want because it is so easy to decide to wait another day or put it off for another time or put it off for another experience or another day, another time when the comforts of a bed and warmth are right on you. So, um, that I do regret. I do regret not going to, um, explore a different area. And it's not like I really did that much exploring of, um, Tel Aviv that day either, because I just ended up staying in the bed for most of the morning, early afternoon. I did get up and walked around to a couple of different shops, but I'd miss the market. I was staying right by like a main market that's supposed to be really popular, um, locally, not just for tourists, but it's got everything produce, housewares, other foods. Uh, it's pretty cool. But by the time I got there, everything was wrapping down. So I missed out on getting something to eat from the area and I had to search out. I was vegan at the time. So I regret not going. I regret not going. And I regret kind of getting out and about later in the day because I would have been able to experience more of the local community had I, you know, made the efforts to, you know, leave a little bit sooner. But overall, I had a good time. I did end up having a good time in Tel Aviv. And that also was from just wandering around. Like I just walked um, to get food. I took the long route. Um, I'm a wanderer. I'm very much so a wanderer. I don't uh, need hardcore plans to have a good time. I could have a good time just going for a fucking walk. Comfortable shoes. Comfortably dressed in terms of um, temperature. Like, am I cold or am I hot? You know what I mean? I like to be comfortable. And once I'm comfortable, I could walk all day. Well, not all day, but most of the day. So, yeah, that kind of leads me to the next, I won't say regret, but so did Rome, was it before then? Rome was right before London. So let's say that was 2018, early 2019. No, actually, I think that was all the same trip because I was in Amsterdam. Nope. Cause that was Austria end of it. And that wasn't, it wasn't that cold. So that was a different trip. It wasn't the, um, yeah, that wasn't, I think I did Netherlands and Amsterdam and London, Europe. I don't know, but Rome, I ended up doing a shit ton of walking and that's what the connecting topic was for me. Um, walking. I walked everywhere in Rome. I don't know that I'm pronouncing it correctly, but I stayed in Trastevere. Um, none of the major attractions were more than a mile of a walk away, maybe two miles. Um, I think I can do about three miles before I need to sit my ass down for a hot minute, but 
everything was walkable. I walked everywhere. I did so much walking in Rome and it rained for quite a bit of it. But guess what? It rains here in New York. I still got to get to work. I could walk in rain as long as you got the right shoes. Um, so I was good. I have an umbrella. Keep it pushing. Um, sometimes the rain was light. Sometimes it was heavy, but you make the best of it. And I certainly did. I did, um, a really, really nice day where I walked down to St. Peter's Basilica and the regret for Rome was that I didn't do the Sistine Chapel first. I didn't look into the closing times closely enough. I knew roughly that St. Peter's Basilica would close before the Sistine Chapel. I just did not expect to uh, spend as much time in St. Peter's as I did. So yeah, I love churches, not because I am religious at all, but I think churches are some of the most ornate and beautiful buildings on the planet. Like any country you go to, people love their gods, man. They will build like the most beautiful dedications to whatever God it is they serve, man. And all them fucking buildings generally are gorgeous. So I enjoy a good church. And I very much so underestimated how much and I spent a lot of time there and I did not get to really experience Vatican City I didn't get to go to uh see the Sistine Chapel which I would have loved to see so in that case it was just poor time management there was really no um uh, like dramatic or catastrophic occurrence it was just damn I could have made that work like had I just kept walking done the Sistine Chapel first by the time that closed and I got I'd gotten out I would have pretty sure still had maybe two hours or so like I would have still had time if I'm remembering correctly to go to um St. Peter's Basilica so in that case I do regret not managing my time a little bit better so that you know I would have been able to excuse me, get the most out of that day. And I think the last one I had on here was in St. Bart's. I ain't let my mama buy that bag. Um, damn. I don't know if you remember that bag or not, but that bitch was bad. It was gorgeous. Uh, so that's it. It's just the material good. Other than that, no, uh, regret from there. So ultimately just wanted to, uh, touch with you guys and lay on your hearts if you will at the end of the year don't spend too much time necessarily hyper focusing on what you didn't do and letting it be a spot of contention or a place where you're able to point out and highlight your failures if you you know do find yourself leaning in that direction with it consider it a way to Remind yourself that sometimes choosing not to do something or not having the opportunity to see something through low key be a blessing. A lot of times, I think all the time, everything happens for a reason, whether or not it is, you know, a reason you are aware of or not doesn't mean that it's not all for your greater good. So uh, not spoiler, but update. So I still don't have a fucking car. 
My engine died back in Seattle, beginning of November. It is the end of December. I am still borrowing my mom's car now. Um, and I still have no idea when uh, the stars will align and I'll have everything in order with the new car. So I already bought the car. It's just that it's a private sale and I am waiting on paper fucking work. Patience is not my ministry, but um, I figure, you know what? This is the universe forcing the lesson of patience on me. Remember earlier in the episode, I said sometimes there are lessons that we have to learn and the universe will keep finding ways to teach us the lesson. And until something is no longer a lesson, you're going to have to kind of go through it. So yeah, um, patience is still something I'm working on. And I am doing my damnedest to not look at this as, you know, a stressor, which I'm having a very difficult time with that. But I am trying to take my own advice here and not focus on things that didn't go my way and look at them as, see, this is why I can't do nothing right. Or this is why I can't have nice things or it's not time. Or there is a better way for this to work out. I am choosing to remind myself as I do every week with you guys, that travel is more than vacation. And in this instance, it is a reminder for me that not everything that I consider a wrench in the plans is actually a knocking down of the entire tree, if you will. It it can still go right. And as long as I don't stay in my bag, I can make the best of it. So, I am going to go into this holiday season with, um, you know, just trying my fucking best y'all. I am doing my best and I am hoping that that is enough. I appreciate y'all for showing the fuck up with me every week. And I am looking forward to seeing you next week as we close out the year. So I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas because at this point, this will air uh, the day before Christmas Eve. I want to say that, yeah, it'll be the day before Christmas Eve. And so whether you're hearing this before or after Christmas, I don't know when y'all want to listen to it. Happy holidays, y'all. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy whatever it is you celebrate. If you don't celebrate anything, happy Thursday. All right, y'all. It's been fun. Bye. See you next week.